When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 783. Four Ways to Create Kindness with Your Partner Before Your Words Lead to Divorce by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com Hello, everybody. I am Greg Audino, your host, and I am thrilled to be back with you for another episode of ORD here on this fine Wednesday. Today we've got another great post from Dr. Margaret Rutherford, one of our authors who's been on such a roll lately. Today we'll be seeing what she has to say about how partners in a struggling relationship can rekindle kindness with one another, an important and not always so easy feat. So, let's not wait any longer, let's give her the floor and start optimizing your life. Four Ways to Create Kindness with Your Partner Before Your Words Lead to Divorce by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com Your reality is created with your words. I can't take much more of this. I can't believe I ever married you. I've had it with you. These words may be said in jest, or in a heated moment, or perhaps they're repeated in exasperation. Regardless, these are words that you can't take back. They don't reflect kindness. Instead, they are meant to hurt or grab control. And sadly, they can have a cumulative effect. These words can spark the realization that your relationship could end create the reality that your relationship might end, and ultimately shape that potential into reality. Of course, if you mean them sincerely, perhaps it's time to consider therapy, either singly or as a couple. And if there is abuse in your relationship or your children are being harmed, then by all means act on them. Plan carefully and leave safely. If you don't mean these sentiments, and yet you still say or hear them a lot, please realize that they are adding to the emotional chaos of your world. What happens when you feel threatened or unduly criticized? The threat of the relationship ending feels real. And what do you usually do when you're threatened? You can get strongly defensive, meet the challenge and counterattack. Often this means you stop looking at yourself and point the finger at your partner. Or you can be submissive, try to ignore what's being said, and feel as if you lose all the time, breeding resentment. Neither reaction is good for the relationship. When a couple comes in for a first session, both very defensive and on their guard, the hour can be loaded with he saids and she saids. No one is taking responsibility for their part of the problem, secretly or not so secretly, wanting me to fix the other. The room is filled with disdain, often leaving very little time for treatment. It's like trying to stop a train racing along a downhill track. After an hour of bickering and blaming, I'm asked, so what do we do until we see you again? I give a couple of ideas, but then my final suggestion is, try to be kind to each other. They usually look a bit perplexed, but say, okay. Kindness is essential. Kindness is the building block of empathy and understanding. Making kindness towards your partner a priority helps you suppress an impulse to voice contempt towards them, which is critical to maintaining a healthy relationship. Let's take Nan and John. They had two children under the age of three, both had busy careers, and had had trust problems even before children. 
Nan felt as if she did the lion's share of work around the home. John didn't feel appreciated for what he did. This is an extremely common theme in marital work. Add two toddlers to that, and they were at each other's throats, criticizing every diaper changed, every choice scrutinized to see how the other was living up to the role of being parent. More and more distance was being created between them. Therapy was limping along until I gave them an assignment. They both agreed to only make a comment about the other's choices if they were first given permission to do so. For example, would you like my opinion on what you dressed Melissa in today? Or can I offer a suggestion on how you might get Taylor to take a bath? The next week, they came in laughing. There were a few times that permission had been given and a suggestion made, but most of the time it wasn't. Each had flatly refused the other, not welcoming any editorial comments. They each looked at me and said, you know, his or her way of doing things could be just as good. Or, even if it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. Mary still got dressed and Taylor either got a bath or he didn't. But what was so life-changing? The relief from not arguing all the time was so immense that it was worth shutting up and letting the other be in charge. They continued the practice and got along much better, rediscovering the respect they had for one another, their shared sense of humor, and their affection for one another. Four important steps in becoming more kind. What else can you and or your partner do if you're in the habit of being critical? Number one, it takes attention and self-discipline to stop. Keep foremost in your mind that he or she is probably trying to do their best and not intentionally doing things to disappoint or irritate you. Remember what you love about the person you're partnered with and stop tearing them down at every opportunity. Habits can be hard to change, but it's doable. Number two, it takes being miserable enough about the way you're relating to try something different. We human beings sometimes have to have things get really bad before we do something about them. For example, tornado shelters are often built after a bad tornado. Recognize that just because your relationship has fallen into a ditch, it doesn't have to stay there. You can build a tornado shelter for your relationship. Number three, it takes both people taking responsibility for the problem. If your answer for things becoming happier is for the other person to change, then that's a problem. The only thing you have control over is yourself. Take a risk and try tweaking your own behavior. Hopefully, your partner will respond. Number four, it takes apologies and forgiveness. If barbs have been slung around, it may take an apology and forgiveness on one or both sides. The couple who I mentioned could have stayed mad about what had been said in the past I certainly have had to ask for forgiveness in my own relationship and have given it. You go forward. These changes are about kindness. The quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate is the definition. You can create misery with your words or compassion. Your choice. You just listened to the post titled, Four Ways to Create Kindness with Your Partner Before Your Words Lead to Divorce by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. Okay, thank you, Dr. Margaret, for another great post, which included a terrific simple exercise that you can and should all take home with you. A simple grounded goal of kindness paired with a basic exercise of asking permission before critiquing is a very straightforward way of healing relationships, and it eradicates all the mental backflips we do to try to solve our problems that often just make them worse. I'm also a huge advocate for people taking responsibility for their own actions, particularly important in romantic relationships. So 
getting into this habit as well, per her instructions, is a wonderful thing that leads to less guessing, less accusation, and just more doing. Though our partners or anyone may hurt us, reflecting on the part we play yet not blaming ourselves entirely is a really wonderful line to walk that gets us to acknowledge where we might have gone wrong and not realized it, and if necessary, allows us to end a relationship without much wondering about what we could have done better. That's going to bring us to the end for today, though, folks. Another one in the books. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I did, and I hope you are ready for the parenting leg of the week. Thursdays and Fridays are typically saved for parenting episodes, so that's what we'll have ready for you tomorrow. Hope to see you all there, where your optimal life awaits.